Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on the top three podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Stephanie Burns, the founder of Chic CEO, and I'm really excited today to have Sharon Lecter with us. Sharon is the best-selling author of the new release, Think and Grow Rich for Women, Using Your Power to Create Success and Significance. Sharon is an international expert on money and entrepreneurship, as well as a respected philanthropist, educator, and international speaker. She's the co-author of the best-selling Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. She's the founder and CEO of Pay Your Family First, a financial education organization, and has served both Presidents Bush and Obama on the first President's Advisory Council on Financial Literacy. In 2013, she led an initiative to change the laws related to financial literacy education requirements for high school graduation in Arizona. And consistently recognized for her tireless work for women, she was honored with the Positively Powerful Women Award for Philanthropic philanthropic leadership, excuse me, selected by the Phoenix Business Journal as one of the 25 dynamic women in business and awarded the 2013 Women of the Year by National Bank of Arizona. Sharon, thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I am fantastic, Stephanie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. So I gave our listeners a little background about you, your kind of your professional bio, but give us a little bit of background on you and how you got um started working with the Rich Dad Poor Dad series and the Napoleon Hill Foundation and, and everything you've worked on. Give us give us the story. Well, I'll, I'll try and give you the really short version since I've been around a while. So I, my, it could be very lengthy or very short. Um, I started my career as a CPA and um, with a, one of, at that time, big eight accounting firms in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And after about four years, I realized I was working really, really hard for other people. And the entrepreneurial bug kind of bit me. And so I started becoming an entrepreneur when I was 26 and um, really never looked back. I literally, um, the worst business decision of my life was leaving public accounting, but it was the greatest decision I ever made because it's when I met my husband and we've been married 34 years. So um, we had three children and we I was really interested in the fact that a lot of kids didn't like to read. So I started in the talking book industry for children and we grew that. And then Mike and I, with our family, relocated to Arizona and our oldest son went off to college in 1992. And in his first semester, he had a lot of fun. And got himself into credit card debt. So I was very angry with him, but I was more angry with myself. And it was December of 1992 when I really dedicated the rest of my career to financial education, financial literacy. So you fast forward a few years. I've been working with the school system. I've been doing seminars. And then Robert Kiyosaki had gone into my husband's office to get some advice. He wanted to do this game. He had it rolled up, drawn out on a piece of butcher block paper. And so Mike helped him get it patented, and he introduced me to him because of my background in the talking books and, and also in games. So I helped Robert get the book, the game commercialized, and that's when he asked me to be his partner. We were partners for 10 years. We wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad together and 14 other books in the Rich Dad series. We grew the business internationally. It was kind of one of those incredible success stories. Viral marketing before the Internet. And then um, in 2007, we'd been partners for 10 years, and 
I was, um, we, we were really not, no longer aligned on our personal mission. He wanted to franchise the company. I didn't think the franchise model was a good deal for the franchisees. So I chose to leave the Rich Dad organization at the top of our success, which, you know, is was a real turning point for me. Again, standing in my own power um, when I, I look back thinking I should have done it years before because it was something that uh, I needed to do for me. And sometimes you have to close one door for other doors to open. And as soon as I left, I got the call from President Bush asking me to be on the first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy. So I served Bush and Obama. And that would not have happened had I not chosen to leave Rich Dad. <clears throat> and then a few months later, I got the call from Don Green, who's the CEO of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. We had known each other for several years because we ran in the same circles. And he had learned that I'd left the Rich Dad organization. He asked me to step in. It was 2008. We all know what happened to the economy in 2008. So he asked me to step in and help reignite the teachings of Napoleon Hill. So I did Three Feet from Gold, Outwitting the Devil, and my newest book, Thinking Rich for Women, all in cooperation with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. So it's a real testament to you have to make the decisions that are right for you. And sometimes you have to close one door for other doors of opportunity to fly open for you. Wow. That's a that's an amazing story. <laughs> um, so we like to move into talking about your success quote, something that you live by every day, something that moves you forward, and you say to yourself in a business setting every day. And what is that for you? Well, the quote that I think is the is the most impactful for people. Um, I have several, but one is. You know, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is acting in spite of fear. And so tell us a little bit more about how, how that plays out in your, in your life. Well, I think in particularly for women, um, we tend to allow ourselves to be burdened with guilt and worry a lot. And we allow, I mean, fear can do one of two things. It can cripple, cripple you or paralyze you or it can motivate you. Most of us are paralyzed by fear. And so we, we believe that if we're fearful, we, we start closing down inside ourselves. We start disassociating from the people that we care about the most. So it's really important that each and every one of us understand that fear is a natural part of life. And it's actually telling you you're on the, on the edge of doing something transformational. And you need to and that transformation can be positive or negative, but it also is a good warning sign, and it's also a good opportunity signal, because typically when you step into the unknown, there's a little fear that goes with it. And so I want women particularly to say, okay, when I'm confronting guilt and worry or fear, let me look at this. How can I turn this into courage? And instead of looking through a eyeglass of fear, let's say, no, I'm looking at this through an eyeglass of courage. And that courage can help me make the decision that's important for me, the decisions that's right for my future, for my family's future. And and women typically do very well in a time of crisis, but let's not wait for the crisis. Let's make sure we take decision, make decisions that will take us to the next level. Absolutely. You know, with Chic CEO, we have 60,000 female entrepreneurs in our network now. And I've seen the gamut of courage and fear throughout watching them start businesses. And some of them get so afraid of just starting 
just starting their business uh, for fear of failing, for fear of, you know, losing all of their savings, for, you know, everything from ruining their relationships. What do you say to them when, when these things come, when they literally get paralyzed by the fear of starting? Well, I think one of the things is that a lot of women that comes from them feeling like they're all alone. And so the fact that you provide that kind of service to 60,000 of them is incredible because that's, you know, just by having your network, it helps them get through that because they understand they're not alone. Other people have had those same concerns, same worries. So that's a huge, you know, I applaud you for what you're doing. But, it, you know, it's something that fear is a natural part of change. And, and so that's why I want people to think about it as, okay, this fear is a signal. It's a signal that you know, then I, that I'm, I need to pay attention to the fear and say, okay, is this fear because it's something unknown to me? Then that let's convert it to courage. Or is that fear because down deep in my soul, I know I shouldn't be doing this. And so you want to listen to that as well. But that fear is something that is a a natural state. You know, the fight or flight syndrome um, is a protective mechanism for us, but sometimes it's also a demoralizing feature that women tend to um, they they tend to adopt that fear as their new state of being and that's something that I'm trying to break that cycle Um, in my book thinking rich for women the book actually follows the same chapter format as the original thinking grow rich but I did add one chapter at the end called one big life and it's specifically for women to try and debunk that work-life balance myth because so many of us, you know, we, we try to be balanced between work and life. And, and that's a n- never achievable thing. Because when you're balanced, you're not moving. And I don't know one woman ever that's not constantly on the go with multiple things to do. And so we, since we can't achieve it, we start feeling guilty and worried about it. Like somebody, everybody else can and we can't. And that's really ruining you today in the moment for something that happened in the past. So it's really important each and every morning get up and say, okay, I have 24 hours today. If I don't like how I spent my day yesterday, I'm going to make different decisions today. So get rid of the work-life balance guilt trip and replace it with living your best one one big life today. I'm so glad you said that. Um, I think I saw you speak a few years ago at the California Women's Conference and you had us stand up and um, do a balancing exercise to basically show that work-life balance does not exist. And I have always felt that there's no such thing as work-life balance. And it's not a popular thing to say to uh, my community who's struggling so hard to find it. And I, I remind them, and it really came from hearing you say this, that it's just one more thing for us to not achieve and feel bad about. There's just, there's no way to achieve it. Let it go. Try to find the harmony. Do the best you can. Make a different decision the next day. But this whole notion of work-life balance, I've never been able to subscribe to that. And I'm so happy to hear you say that because I, I completely 100% agree with you. And we need to stop making ourselves feel bad about not achieving this thing that doesn't really exist. Well, and I'm I'm thrilled to hear that that impacted you a couple of years ago. And I, you know, the other thing that I talk about is the definition of the word worry. Um, the definition of the word worry is to pray for what you don't want. And so 
I am a champion warrior, so I'm definitely speaking from experience. But when I read, when I found that definition, it really helped me change my perspective. So now when I find, I still have my little worry storms, but now I catch myself and I go, okay, I'm in the middle of a, a worry trip. I need to stop because I'm focusing on what I don't want. I'm worrying about what I don't want to have happen. And it allows me to stop and refocus and reframe my thoughts to stop thinking about what I don't want to have happen and start concentrating on what I do want to have happen. And you'll feel your entire presence, being, and environment shift from one of negativity to one of hopefulness. And it's amazing that that one simple thing can help you stop that, that worry trip. And particularly for your network, women entrepreneurs, what an incredible opportunity to blend your business with your family, teaching your children you know, let them see and be proud of what you're doing. And let them understand that sometimes you will have to sacrifice time with them in order to do things for your business. But in the long run, you're building an asset. And it's amazing how much young people understand and will support what you're doing. And so to try this work-life balance assumes that there's a separation between the two. But there really isn't. You know, We are all, everything that we do is part of who we are. And so it's, you have to try and figure out, okay, today I'm going to spend time with my extra time with my kids. Tomorrow, because I spend extra time with my kids today, I may have to put a little extra time into business. So the only thing that you need to balance is your time, not work and life, because work and life is one thing. And each and every one of us, when we get up in the morning, we have the choice of how we spend our time today. So if you, sp- if you waste precious time worrying or feeling guilty about something that happened yesterday, then you're screwing up today. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for that. So tell us, we always like to ask a surprising secret of our guests um, to help us get to know them just a little bit. So tell us a, a surprising secret about you. Well, I have a fun one, and then I have a, a personal one. The fun one is um, I was the grand marshal of the grand opening of Disney World in Florida, in Orlando. Oh, fun. <laughs> back in 1972, um, when probably most of your listeners weren't even born yet. But uh, I, um, so that is something I. I mentioned it at an event I did in Florida a couple of months ago, and one of the guys in the audience has been at several events since me and then, and he introduces me, and that's the thing he starts with. It's pretty funny. So it's, it's actually becoming more known than it was, but uh, that's that's kind of the the little quiet secret of what my life was like back then. Oh, fun. And then, um, but I think the more personal one is more important because a lot of people see me where I am today, see that I've been you know, blessed with success and that, um, they think it's easier for her, easy for her to say, you know, she had doors open for her, but what's more important is for people to understand that people look at me and say, she's very confident. She's very, she's very capable, but I, I talk so much about work-life balance. I talk about worry and guilt because they crippled me for many, many years, and my lack of confidence is is still there. I still deal with it every day, and so it's very important for other women. And that's I really focus on that in the book, Thinking Courage for Women, because 
I think the number one issue for women is that fear and lack of self-confidence. We're, we're so afraid to step out um, and be that fear of criticism is a huge issue, particularly for women. And it's something that I've dealt with all my life. And that's why the whole topic of courage is not the absence of fear, but stepping out in spite of the fear. And it's, um, you know, people say, take a leap of faith. I say, no, take a leap with faith, with faith that what you're doing is what you need to be doing. I love that. Thank you. I I deal with that too, and I, I see it happening a lot in our community. And um, it goes back to what you what you said earlier about feeling alone. And I think those things exist sometimes when you feel like you might be the only one going through what you're going through. And um, I think it's important to talk about these things and to bring them to the light because we all tend to go through them on our journey through entrepreneurship. Absolutely. You know, and, and you think, well, now I've overcome it. I'm not going to have to deal with it again. But then, you know, the next big challenge, the I have a, a kind of a mantra that is really what helped me leave public accounting and go out into the entrepreneurial world. I, I had this great opportunity with a client and I sat down and I'm sure everybody on the phone, we've had the, the yellow legal pad and my column of pros, my column of cons and they were equal in length and didn't help me at all come to a decision. But um, all of a sudden, my hand just kind of took off on its own and wrote across the top of the page, why not? Mm. And that philosophy is really what I still use today. Why not try something different? Why not go somewhere where no one else has been? Why not um, try a new distribution channel or try a new networking group? Um, so many of us, you know, we, we hear so much about finding your why. Well, finding your why is part of your passion of what you're doing, but it shouldn't dictate your daily activities because when you sit and wait for the why, you're sitting and waiting for an external force. When you can convert that to why not try something different, that's coming from inside you and it's igniting that entrepreneurial spirit. It's igniting the, 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 the thrill of discovery. And so why not has become a personal mantra and a personal um, decision-making tool for me. Oh, I love that. I'll have to remember that. I remembered your last um, work-life balance, so I'm sure that why not will stick with me as well. So thank you. So let's move into our top three tips for uh, claiming your power as a female entrepreneur. And the first tip you say is identify your own personal success equation. So tell us what you mean by that. Absolutely. Well, in the book, Three Feet from Gold, I, uh, we, I released the, the personal success equation where I, I talked to many of today's successful people. And I think it's the accountant in me. I had to come up with some sort of a formula. But it really is take, combining your passion and your talents. For me, my passion was really from anger, anger that we weren't teaching kids about money. And my talent was the fact that I was a CPA and I had experience in publishing. And, and many people start, stop there, particularly women. They think, okay, I have my passion, I have my talent, I'm going to start a business. And they think they have to do it all on their own. But you really, that's just the very beginning. You have your passion, you have your, your talent, and then you need to find the right associations, similar to your network. Find that, that partnership or those companies that can help you speed your pathway to success. 
So associations are ever so important. And when companies or people stall in their business, it's because they've stopped looking for new associations. And then the, the next A, so it's P plus T times A times A. The next A is action. So many people today are waiting for the white knight. They're waiting for somebody to come to build it, and they will come. And we are each given the gift of two legs, two arms, and a mind. We need to get out there and take the action that we need to to drill down and, and take our business to the next level. And we almost went to press with that as the formula, but um, I realized that there was still something that set these people apart that had created great success in the time during times of adversity. And that was, they all had tremendous faith, faith in themselves, faith in what they were doing, faith that it was necessary and needed and that they were serving others. And so when you look at the entire formula, it's P plus T passion plus talent times a association times a action plus a tremendous dose of faith. And that's what women tend to start losing faith in themselves. And so that's why the power of association is so important. Surrounding yourself with other women and having a brainstorm, a mastermind of women and men who are dedicated to your success and you're dedicated to their success so that you can continue. When your faith is low, their faith pulls you back up. And so that's so important for women. Agreed. So it's potential plus talent. Is potential plus, yes, it's your passion plus your talent times the association times action and all of it plus F, faith. Plus faith. Good stuff. Okay, so, so your second tip is pay attention to your environment and the influences you allow in your life. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, so many of us, you know, we wear lots of hats, and when we start changing and we put the stake out there, we're going to start our own business. A lot of times it's our own family and friends who look at us and see us changing, and they, and out of their own fear of the fact that you're changed and they're not, they start saying, what are you doing? You're crazy. Why would you want to do that? You know, so there's all kinds of this negativity that swirls around you, and many of us are very influenced by that. And so I want people to understand that you know they, they love you, they want you to be successful, but those kind of comments are coming from them. That's their issue, not yours. And it's really important that we focus on the people that we have around us and make sure we surround ourselves with people who want us to succeed. Now, obviously, we ne- can't necessarily change our family, but we certainly can reduce the amount of time we're spending with them and make sure that... Because as soon as you start seeing a bit of success, they're going to be thrilled and they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders. But that transition process of them seeing you start changing and they're not is a very difficult time, particularly for women. And so pay attention to what you're doing, you know, not just how you're um, spending your time. We'll talk about that in a bit, but also how you're, who, where you're spending it. Who are you spending your time with? Are you spending your time with people who want you to win want to support you to get your most greatest success possible? Or are you spending, spending your time with people who are doubting Thomases and criticizing and you know telling you you're, you're, you, know, you shouldn't be playing, you're too risky? Those are all things that impact your thought process and bring you down. As, as little as imagine yourself walking into the funeral of a child. 
you can feel your own heart breaking. So you feel that energy, that sadness in the room versus going into a room where there's a party and there's the Motown is playing and people are dancing and laughing. You feel yourself lifted up by that experience. So it's so important that each and every one of us understand that we need to surround ourselves with the Motown sound and not the, that, that fear and criticism that happens so often. So we love to ask our uh, guests to give us a book recommendation that they think that entrepreneurs, our, our audience, would benefit from reading. So tell us what books you would recommend to our listeners. Well, I, this is going to be very self-serving, but I will tell you, um, I, when I released Outwitting the Devil, it was a manuscript that Napoleon Hill wrote intended as a sequel to Think and Grow Rich. So it was a 73-year-old manuscript when I got it. And it helped me change my life. I'm 50 pounds lighter today because of reading that book, because it help, helps you identify those things that are causing fear in your life and causing you to hold yourself back. And so I, and and I'm so happy because it really has triggered a lot with that younger generation, your generation, Stephanie. Um, people love it, and so I'm very, very excited at what it's doing because the um, the outwitting the devil. It, we're we're just in the throes of getting the funding to make it a major major motion picture. But wow. what's most important with it is it really does help you identify that where that fear may have come from. And if you can expose the fear, you can face it and get rid of it. And it no longer has that, that pull on you. So I really highly recommend Outwitting the Devil. And Thinking Grow Rich, of course, is still an incredible book. And I'm very, very proud of my new book, Thinking Grow Rich for Women, because I looked at his original book, Thinking Grow Rich, through the eyes of successful women. So I celebrate close to 300 women in the book. And so for, for all of your women, I truly, truly would love to have them get it and read it and, and tell me what they think about it. Absolutely. And I have read Think and Grow Rich and I have read Outwitting the Devil. And it, it is a fantastic book and really does tackle what it means to be afraid and where your fear comes from. So I'm, I'm right beside you saying definitely read read thinking grow rich for women and not winning winning the devil it'll it's a definite game changer so we love to round out our time with our guests by asking our guests to challenge our entrepreneurs to do something today that will impact their business what is your challenge for our community my challenge for every one of you out there is to look in the mirror and ask yourself what your own definition of success is. And look in the mirror and say, am I allowing this work-life balance guilt trip to ruin me today? Because that's what it does. And challenge yourself to say, I am going to take today and I'm going to live one big life. I'm going to hug my children. I'm going to work with passion. I'm going to teach my children about what I'm working. I'm going to say, for instance, whatever your name is, I am Sharon. I am doing my best in every facet of my life. And I want to live one big life. So tell yourself, I am not going to allow guilt and worry to cripple me today. 
And one day at a time, you'll change your life. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Sharon, for joining us today. I adore your books. I adore your message. We're really excited for you. And I, I'm really excited about Outwitting the Devil becoming a major motion, motion picture. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Well, this is only the second time I've actually announced it. So your, your, your group is hearing it really pretty much for the first. That's great. Well, I will keep my eye open for that. And um, we thank you so much for joining us today. And we will be talking with you soon. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.